you have J.K. Dobbins, I don't know if you have a running back this week. Yo, he's questionable right now, and that kind of pisses me off because, like, I have him in one of my leagues, and he was already gone for, like, what, the first four weeks or whatever? He missed a... And yeah. now he's already now he's already back on the... Yeah, now already questionable. What do you think about this, man? I'm already pissed off. Listen, some of y'all motherfuckers got J.K. Dobbins on your team, and you don't know what to do. Listen, he's supposed to be the spectacular running back. He came out of college. His rookie year, he was beastie. My man finished the year, his first year in the league, as the RB23 in PPR leagues. He finished even higher in standard leagues as RB17. And, you know, thus far, I mean, he hasn't really done much. He had one good game against the Buffalo Bills, which have a good run defense, and he performed well there. But since that two-touchdown week four performance, he scored four points in week five and a point and a half in week six. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not spectacular. You're starting him as a flex if you're starting him. What do you think he's going to do against the Browns this week? So, I mean, if he does start, and that's a big if because, like I said, he's questionable as of right now. This is Tuesday. But I think if he does play, I think he's going to he's gonna get points for you. I mean, mm-hmm. it looks like that Browns defense is kind of sus this year. A little bit. And so, Against I, the run, at least. Yeah, and so I think that they're obviously going to optimize what Lamar Jackson does best. But mm-hmm. they're also going to integrate the people who also can make the offensive turn as well. So I think when you think of J.K. Dobbins, I think he's gonna make he's gonna definitely help if he plays, but I think at the same time you also have to think about is Rashad Bateman gonna play this week? You have to think about a couple other things as well mm-hmm. because that's what makes the offense actually run, not just you know one or two people, but obviously Lamar Jackson is the keystone to that offense. He is, and you know there's been rumors obviously about Gus Edwards. Um, he wasn't activated for week six. There's been whispers he might be activated for week seven. Right. Um, if he does play, then obviously you have to respect the fact that he's going to be in there. He could be week seven's Latavius Murray and just fucking come in and get a bunch of reps out of nowhere. Uh, but if you got J.K. Dobbins, man, you got to be a tad bit worried. I mean, if I have him as a flex, if I got some guys on by who might have been, you know, a Buffalo Bill or a Los Angeles Ram. I guess I got to go ahead and start uh, J.K. Dobbins. I personally think that he's going to be a bounce-back candidate for this week, but I don't know if um, it's if, just, that's, if, that sounds, if that feels reliable. It's just sus, dude, just because, like, even when he was healthy, like, the rest of, like, since he's been back, mm-hmm. he still hasn't seen above 50% of snap shares. So, mm-hmm. like, obviously when that one game where he saw 50%, he scored a TD, which is huge. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, he has not been extremely productive. So, like, mm-hmm. me as an owner, like, I want to be as optimistic as possible because I want this guy to do good for my own sake. For sure. And you want points. You need points to win. Exactly. But, like, dog, like, if he if he's continued to get hurt and, like, let's say, like, Gus Edwards does come back this week and he kind of pops off, like. Mm-hmm. Are you starting Gus the bus if he's healthy? I mean, it's a definitely a consideration depending on what J.K. Dobbins' uh, status is looking like Sunday. Let's say. I mean, I, honestly, if, if Gus is starting, I'm probably going to throw him in my flux. So I'm not going to lie. Damn, that's bold. Well, dude, like, I just know that that's what I respect the, Ra- it, though. Yeah. the Ravens love to run. I I mean, outside of Lamar, they do like to run. If they're down, then they have totally. to pass, obviously. But when they're up, like, they'll run the fuck out of you. And, I mean, the fact that Kenya and Drake can get a fucking TD on that team, mm-hmm. I think that fucking Gus Edwards can do a couple more than that. Mm-hmm. Listen, guys, I think one thing that you can rely on in fantasy is the numbers. 
And I think that sometimes, obviously, with gambling, with fantasy football, emotions, you know, run high. Uh, But when you look at the numbers against uh, this Cleveland Browns defense, at least for the run, they're not great. They're towards the bottom of the league and defending the run. And if J.K. Dobbins' knee doesn't seem to heal up enough or if he's going to see a recession of snaps and opportunity, then... Gus Edwards isn't a terrible start in your flex. Right. If you have a guy like a Devin Singletary, if you've got Daryl Henderson or one of those type of you know running backs who might be on by, uh, J.K. Dobbins can easily slide in as a flex play. And, you know, he's a guy who has high touchdown potential. So that makes you feel a little bit better. But this is one of his better matchups that he's had this season against this Cleveland Browns uh, defense this week. So if I had to pick between Dobbins and Edwards, I'm probably picking Edwards. Assuming that, uh, you know, the knee concerns are true for Dobbins. But I got to see Edwards get activated uh, before that happens. And as of Tuesday night, he has not been. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, as of right now, I don't know if either of the two are going to be active. So, I mean, again, if you need a flyer running back, I think Kenyon Drake might be a good option for you. If if I'm going to say that on the low. I mean, he just got done putting up 21 against the Giants. Mm-hmm which has been a really good team this year. I mean, they shut out fucking A.J. Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones damn near. So, I mean, the fact that Kenyon Drake was the one who was able to fucking pound them with on point, or at least with fantasy points, like, that's kind of surprising in my opinion. So, I mean, if you need a flyer running back, check it out. like it. Hey, if you guys are enjoying the episode, do us a favor and go ahead and give us a follow on whatever audio platform you're currently streaming on. It goes a long way towards supporting the show, and it lets us know that you guys enjoy the content. Uh, back to the episode. All right, well, talking about taking some flyers on some people, I really want to talk about what's going on this week with the people who have buys. So those teams are... A lot of buys. The Bills, Eagles, Vikings, and Rams. So, for reference, that's Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Matthew Stafford, and Kirk Cousins. That being said, four starting fantasy quarterbacks, or relevant quarterbacks. A lot of good guys. So, if you have those guys this week, you're probably looking for QB Flyers, and I think I have a couple that might just be able to get added to your roster right in time to get a dub this week. Dugo? Who's going to give me the dub this week? Well, if you are the first one to the party, oh, I think shit. that the person that you should take... Oh, shit. Marcus Mariota. Oh, shit. Yo, I'm not tripping here when I say this, but when I was listening to his post-game speech after smashing down on the San Francisco 49ers... Big dub. Buddy said he was just a point guard out there, and I felt that, and I appreciated that. But the man also had three touchdowns that game, so you got to give this guy some respect when he's out there. Chris Paul. This guy is the number 13-ranked quarterback this year in fantasy football, and he's only owned in 23% of leagues, at at least according to Sleeper. Yeah. That being said, he's going against an interesting Bengals defense, which, I mean, they've given up points, so what I think... Is there? I, I think the Bengals, I think their weak suit is the run. Mm-hmm. And so I think with Marcus Mariota being able to be a dual threat quarterback, it's going to draw more attention to their secondary to have to make more plays. Yep. So I think that Marcus Mariota is going to be a very great point guard this week 
But he's, Chris Paul vibes. Chris Paul vibes. Maybe damn near young Kyrie Irving when he was fucking going behind the no, back. Fucking he, he from the icy. three. Just no, whoop. Chris Paul. You know, probably Chris Paul. It's like Jason Williams. All right. We're talking, talking Jason Williams. We're talking white chocolate. You know, we're talking those type of players. All right. They're going to make some clean-ass passes. They're going to get the ball in, the touchdown. Probably two points, though. It's probably not going to be a lot of threes. Mm -hmm. But, nonetheless, guys, it's going to be points for your team, and you're going to need points. Marcus Mariota is going to do that for you. All right, and I got a guy, too. The one and only, 6'4", 235, 29 years old, Jacoby Brissett for the Cleveland Browns is going to win some motherfuckers some, some matchups this week. So you're telling me that you trust Jacoby Brissett against the Baltimore Ravens? It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. All right, listen, if you're looking for a streamer, you're looking for a guy who can get you around 20 points, right? Chances are most of you guys play in leagues in which the touchdowns for passing touchdowns at least probably aren't six points. If they are, then that's even more reason to play them. But if they're around five, then I think that he can still get the job done. Jacoby Brissett has been a really efficient quarterback throughout this year. I mean, super efficient. Efficient. So my man, look, he's not a touchdown monster. He's good for a touchdown or two per game. But he's not going to uh, going to lose the game for you, right? Like, he's going to go out there, he's going to get you somewhere around, like, 225 to 250 yards per game, and he's going to get you a touchdown. He might have an interception. If you play five-point passing touchdowns, you throw in the interception, now you're at three points. Add up the yardage totals for an extra, I don't know, let's say nine or ten. Um, and then rushing-wise, he goes for about 15 to 20 yards per game. So you're looking at about 14-ish points this week, or on a week. You're looking at about 14 points on a week-to-week basis. This week he plays the Baltimore Ravens, a division rival. He's in a game in which he's playing one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL. They're a little bit more stout against the run, which the Browns specialize in. And I think that in a divisional game, after a loss to the Patriots in which they got blown out, they're going to come back with the vengeance. They're going to come back sharp. They're going to come back motivated. And Jacoby Brissett might be a motherfucker who can go out there and get you two to three touchdowns, who can get you 250 passing yards through the air. He might throw an interception. like that. You just kind of have to calculate that. But I also think that he's going to be somewhat efficient on the ground, 10 to 20 yards-ish. I think he's a guy who has the ceiling to go out and get you maybe around 17 to 20 points. But at the same time, when you're streaming a quarterback and you get anywhere near 20 points, that's really the most you can ask for, right? Yeah, no doubt, dude. I mean... That's I, I I definitely agree with you. I think that he's definitely someone that you should definitely consider throwing a flyer in if you're in some sort of fab league or anything like that. If you do need a quarterback, like I said, if you have either Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Jalen Hurts, motherfucking Matt Stafford, all right? Like myself, I have one of those quarterbacks, and so I need a flyer this week. You probably do too. If you need if last resort quarterback... Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's a good play, too. QB 19, he's owned in 30% of the leagues right now. He might have a pretty easy matchup against the Titans secondary, which has been sus to say the least. Yeah. So I think that all else fails if you're not able to get, like I said earlier, Marcus Mariota or, like Jad said, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. 
Matt Ryan could be a sneaky option to get you at least, you know, 16, maybe fucking 40 points damn near. Listen, the Titans have a really good defense against the rush. There's rumors that Jonathan Taylor might play this week. But with them being such a stout defense against the run, they might have to resort to the pass. Now, Jonathan Taylor kind of scared me off of picking Matt Ryan maybe over, you know, let's say Jacoby Brissett. But he does have a pretty solid floor. And from what we've seen this week, I mean, my guy will go out and get you randomly 387 yards like when you least expect it. Right, exactly. And I mean, when you're thinking about vultures of the running backs, I mean, when you look at the Cleveland Browns, they have both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Yes, you can you can say that the rant or the Ravens are a bit better at the run defense. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, I mean, you still have two of the best running backs in the league in their backfield. So to say to say they aren't going to try to run it is, I don't know. I think they're still going to try to run the fuck out of the ball. Yo, actually, quick question. Saw, dude. Is Taylor Heineke valid? You know, I'm not too certain. Um, I mean, last year I had him on my team and I tried to put all the faith in the world in him and. I can't say that I've really seen him much in, uh, you know, like primetime fun or anything like that this year. So we'll see what happens against him this week against the Packers. Uh, The Packers have been obviously sus to say the least as well. Um, But right now, I'm not really putting too much hope into Taylor Heineke. Um, I think that at this point, I mean, like I said, I used to have a lot of hope in him, but the fact that Carson Wentz was able to come in and take his job. It kind of just made me kind of sus about him. I don't know. Do you think that he's valid, or am I kind of tripping? I mean, when you look at his performance last year, he had a couple up games, and he had a lot of down games. But his consistency was the thing that you could never rely on. Right. Bro, when I look at the Packers' defense, I mean, they're made for the pass. Right? Like, when I look at what they've done, at least this year, um, they've been really stout against the pass against quarterbacks. Uh, they're one of the best passing defenses in the NFL. If you guys play on sleeper and you look at the Packers defense against your respective quarterback, that's going to be a red matchup. Right. That's going to be a dark red matchup. And when I look at Taylor Heineke, backup quarterback, deprived of weapons, I don't know what's going on with Logan Thomas. I don't know what's going on with Jahan Dotson. Uh, Terry McLaurin's obviously there. And they have a myriad of running backs. I think Heineke's probably good for around 200-ish yards. He's from Wisconsin, so there might be a little extra motivation there. Uh, maybe two tutties, but he's also probably prone to have an interception and a fumble. No doubt. Well, I mean, when you bring that up, obviously the Packers have struggled against the run. So if you have Antonio Gibson or Brian Robinson Jr., mm-hmm. are you starting those guys this week? Just because, I mean, obviously they have to move the ball somehow. Ah, uh, man, it's tough because I don't know what's going on with Brian Robinson and, and Antonio Gibson. Like, those guys, like, last week we saw Brian Robinson come in and take most of the rushing attempts, but Antonio Gibson was still involved in the passing game. Like, he still got his Which norm- we've never seen before. He got his normal allotment of targets, and just on par as he's done all throughout the season, my man ended the game with four targets, as he's had the week before, before Brian Robinson returned. Uh, three receptions, as has been consistently his reception total for the year. And, you know what I'm saying, like, round 20-ish yards. So when I look at Gibson, I know he's going to get the passing work because he's going to be that versatile pass protection kind of back. He's going to get his receptions, which I don't think Brian Robinson is going to see as many of. But I think Brian Robinson takes so many rush attempts away from him 
to where it's really hard to project who's going to have the higher, you know, all-purpose yardage. But in terms of just pure versatility, I mean, Gibby's useful in pass, run, and I guess pass pro to an extent. He's probably the ideal third down back. And uh, just because of that, I I guess I got to say Gibson over Robinson. But what do you think? I personally probably say Robinson over Gibson Mm -hmm. just because – when you're thinking about someone who's going to be running the track, you got to go with someone who's been consistently getting the more carries. And with Brian Robinson being named the starter and then obviously going out and getting more targets and everything last week, I think that they're going to run the, the ball because, like I said, this Packers defense against the run is still a little sus. Mm-hmm. So I think that Brian Robinson is still definitely a start this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I just – with Antonio Gibson, just because the Packers are pretty good against the pass, um, I just don't know how much he's going to really get down, like get with those checkdowns and stuff just because, yeah. I mean, Rashawn Gary is still getting to the quarterback. And so he is. I could still see. He's having a hell of a year right now. He is. So I think if you're trying to stream a running back uh, from the commanders this week, it has to be Brian Robinson Jr. Mm-hmm. All right, Dugo, so who you got as the start of the week this week? All right, bro, so this is going to be a little weird, but, you know, I have a really good feeling about this this week. I have Hunter Renfro against the Texans as my start of the week. I believe that the reason why I have him as my start of the week is I believe he gets his first touchdown of the year, and I think that he gets targeted a little bit more coming out of this bye week. Josh McDaniels has had time to evaluate what works with the offense, what doesn't. I think that what they need to do is spread out the ball and not necessarily force it down Devontae Adams' throat when it comes to receptions. He might be suspended. He damn near could be suspended. So, I mean, when you're thinking about receivers who could possibly have a good day, yo, Hunter Renfro has to pop off. He's going to – I think that the Texans are going to definitely draw most of the attention to uh, Devontae. So, that probably means Derek Stingley and uh, Jalen Petrie. Uh, probably being right over top of him, probably playing damn near like a third man on him. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, Hunter Renfro this week gets his first touchdown. Damn, you know what? I might call it even two touchdowns this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the Raiders are going to kind of blow out the Texans with uh, Hunter Renfro being the main man there. Yeah, and kind of an update on Devontae Adams. It looks like they're probably going to wait on discipline from the uh, legal proceedings, so... I mean, Devontae's scheduled to go to court November 10th, so we may not see t- discipline until after November 10th. Uh, so I guess I would expect him to play, so pardon what I said earlier. But I kind of agree with you, man. I think Hunter Renfro could uh, could be in for a better week than he's had you know, most of the weeks this year. Yeah, I think that's just kind of the vibe that I'm getting, man. But who do you have, man? I'm, I'm excited to hear about this. I got someone a lot safer. I got Leonard Fournette. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer running back. Okay, I like that. Listen, my man has a pretty, I mean, he has a pretty good matchup this week. Listen, running back to sleeper. If you guys play on sleeper, Leonard Fournette has a matchup against the Carolina Panthers. This is a dark green matchup. This is against one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL. And right now that team's having a fire sale for their players so they can kind of recoup for next year. Leonard Fournette against the Panthers, I am predicting... 60 rush yards, 35 reception yards, 
somewhere between four to five catches and a 50% chance he scores a touchdown. If touchdowns are six, let's project three. 60 rush yards, let's add six. 35 reception yards, let's add three and a half. Right now we're at 12 and a half projected points for Leonard Fournette in week seven against the Panthers. And um, I think that's his floor. I think he sees a floor of about 12 or 13 points. And um, obviously he has all the opportunity in a Todd Bowles run offense to score multiple touchdowns, get his tutties in there. If he actually scores a touchdown, then you're adding three points to that projection. Uh, but long story shorter, I'm projecting Leonard Fournette to get around 12 or 13 points this week for uh, for you in fantasy. So I think he's a obvious start. Um, but he's a guy who I think has a really high floor as well. No doubt. Yeah, if we're talking floors, I think Hunter Renfro, I mean, his floor damn near could be like two points. But realistically, I think his floor this week is going to be about eight. So mm-hmm. I do think that he is going to be still a healthy start. Yep. We back. I'm playing music. Make sure y'all go to YouTube to follow us for our new segment, 75 Seconds. Every week, me and Dugo do 75-second clips on players that we think you should be starting for the week. So if you enjoy our content, make sure you go follow us on YouTube at Fantasy Football with Gumbo and uh, follow us there for uh, additional free content. But with all that said, we appreciate you guys. We'll tap in with you next week. Good luck this week. Hey, thanks for bringing your head tops back again again this week. Uh, We'll see you again next week. Make sure, like Josh said, 75 seconds. Let's get it. Let's get it, baby. See you guys next week. Have a great one. Peace.